Forest, episode 24, a sequel to Hitch. Welcome to Sequel Quest, the podcast that dares to imagine sequels to your favorite films and movie franchises. Take a journey into the realm of cinematic possibilities with your hosts, Adam, Jeff, Justin, and Jeremy. Let the adventure begin now. Are you single? Are you lonely? Got nothing better to do on a Friday night? Well, you found Sequel Quest. It will be your dates. So welcome to the podcast that is going to light your fire tonight, but with some dating <laughs> advice. <laughs> what? Oh, too far? Jeremy. That's, get... that's rule number one. Yeah. Rule number two is don't try to impress them because they're already here. They're... Just don't screw it up. There we go. There we go. Remember oh, it? That's, that, yeah. That's our motto for it took tonight. took a while to catch on to what <laughs> you, were, you, were ta- you weren't talking about women. No. <laughs> We might have some female listeners. Well, that that rule's pretty much the same with uh, when you're out on a date. I mean, they're already out with you, so they're somewhat interested. Just don't it's screw so it up. Awkward. Don't screw it up. So, so in case you had our guests, listeners, <laughs> that what's happening? Yeah, but tonight, today, this afternoon, this morning, whenever you're feeling lonely and alone <laughs> and a comforting. Four voices come through your your speakers or your headphones. We are talking today about the 2005 Will Smith film, Hitch. Hitch! (laughs) This is a film that I feel like came uh, during Will Smith's kind of period of starting to be less and less fun in movies. Because he was doing, you know, he had... He had I Am Legend, you know, he had I, Robot, lots of eyes. He was very self-centered in these days. Hitch has an eye in it. Hitch has, and then Hancock, (laughs) the drug superhero film. Um, I know. Just, I mean, there was just, I don't know, Will Smith, like, he was there, and sometimes he was in funny situations like this movie, but he himself was kind of a dour presence, I felt like. Wild Wild West. Oh, there you go. Many eyes. Too cool for the room in Wild Wild West. (laughs) But I'm just curious, in 2005, raise your hand, raise your podcasting invisible hand if you actually saw this movie in theaters. Anybody? Oh, no. No. No? Oh, no. Jeff? I might have. I don't remember. <laughs> 2005? You won't commit either way? 2005. Well, let me just say that this movie stalked me in theaters. In 2004, I went to the movies a lot. And, like, no matter what movie I was seeing, the trailer for Hitch was just popping up. I'd be like, oh, look, I'm going to go see, uh, let's see, Phantom of the Opera with Gerard Butler. Great. Oh, there's Hitch giving some a, a dance lessons to, you know, oh, going on a night out. going to see George Clooney in Ocean's 12. Yeah, good heist film. Up, oh, But first, Kevin James is kissing Will Smith. Again. I've seen this scene before. <laughs> oh, a little historical adventure with Nicolas Cage and National Treasure. Uh-oh, Ava Mendes just got kicked in the head on a jet ski. Like, just, I, I, I literally, I was hypnotized into seeing this film. I could not, I was like, okay, well, I have to see the full thing now. They spend so much money. I'm going to give them their money's worth. They got my ticket money. And then I just forgot about it. <laughs> Saw it, forgot about it. But uh, Well, that's currently yeah. what studios are doing today. They keep showing more and more and uh. more and more footage in the trailers trying to convince people to go. <laughs> we won't name any names, but it's not Marvel. 
Okay. Well, it's Marvel, too. We can name any name at this point. Trailers, yeah. Yeah. Star Wars, my gosh. I mean, yeah, they don't hold much back these days. Yeah, And, like, all the featurettes that they show now. Well, and if you think about it, too, it's kind of like all the studios care. They don't care if you get it on Redbox or you wait till it's, you know, streaming. They want to get your butt in the seat. And if you hate it, whatever. You already gave us your 1250, so yeah. Exactly. Now, I, I, little tip: I don't, I don't condone this, but I, my my Sri Lankan carpool buddy today told me about because we're talking about you know people getting their ticket money and whatever. Trying to get he he got this special box that connects and allows him to see all of the Indian films, the Bollywood films, all all of all of this stuff is is accessed. I don't I don't know exactly what this device is. But he said nice. he saw a cartoon ahead of Tom from Tom and Jerry, and he clicked it, and all of a sudden it showed him Ghostbusters. It showed him like all these current films. He's like, "Oh, it's a trailer," and it was the entire film. He, he watched huh. he watched all of the major films that are in movies right now through this this strange Indian uh, streaming device. So. If you if you got hmm. the Indian hookups, really they will, I need yeah. to get my hands on this strange Indian <laughs> streaming device. Very odd, very odd. But we're here to talk about old movies. That's right. We're here to Back talk to about eleven-year-old films, romantic comedies with Ava <laughs> Mendez. And I will argue the only film in which she's pretty much not terrible. She's written well. <laughs> I feel like she gets yeah, by. She does a good job. Yeah. So, so what, what were, if you guys did not see this in theaters, was this your first watching in preparation for the podcast? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to just throw out there, I, I didn't uh, watch it in preparation for the podcast. <laughs> I, I remembered enough. Wow, just, this is a historic moment. Let's, let's take a second here. <laughs> there's, Justin Maloney. There's not a lot uh, to the movie. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, Will Smith is very charismatic because you know he's Will Smith and Kevin James is Kevin James and Ava Mendez as Adam uh, said is she's fine and uh, hey you know it's it's got funny moments but overall when I watched it I don't know on video way back when it was just sort of like this is cute and funny and kind of generic but I'm laughing kind of well, I, I, I will say, like you say, it's generic. The one thing I think that gives this movie a little bit of an edge that I, that I kind of applaud it for is, yes, Will Smith is the charismatic, you know, ladies man who's got all the moves, right? He knows what to do. He's training right. the schlub who doesn't know how to do it. But, but I love that there's also the, you know, there's the love story where Kevin James tried to get with Allegra, his, you know, celebrity, uh, you know, hotshot client. But then Will Smith is now trying to find love, and you find out he's a tragic loser, truly, underneath it all. And I love that thread in the film, that he's like actually kind of bitter and pathetic, and he's, he's not able to find love, and he's, he's, tr- he's desperately still trying under the guise of a guy who kind of doesn't care, he's too cool for the room. Um, yeah. So I thought that that gives it a little bit of a, an edge. But Jeff, what, what's been your thought about Hitch as you've explored it again? Oh, I love this movie. I've loved this movie ever since I saw it. Uh, I probably saw it on a date. Uh, we, uh, Ju- My wife thought we both owned it, but uh, I just had watched it a bunch. She owned it. Um, for me, th- it's funny. I've come to appreciate a bunch of different uh, aspects about it. Um, the biggest thing is that I love the, like, as a single man, is that the sad reality is, is that, in our generation and the generations around us, we don't learn to date from our parents. 
I don't know about you guys, but my parents never taught me how to date, how to do anything actually on a date. The way we learn how to date is through watching TV and movies. And like, <laughs> as a single man, like the dream would be, wouldn't it be great to have a movie that would literally take you step by step through exactly what to do? And this movie does. And so it was just so perfect. Like, cause literally, and I don't know about you guys, now, granted, I didn't have as much experience as some people did in the dating arena, but for me, so many of these moments in this movie were exactly the questions that I would have. I mean, the, the entire, like, for that first kiss, what do you do? And you go in 90% and you let her come to every, like, that's the rule of the blah, 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 blah. 90, 10, all man, that sort 90, of stuff 10. like that. Exactly. And all the rules that he does, but then afterwards what i found so interesting about the film is the fact that the film ends and it, i kind of feel like they just kind of throw it in the last line in the movie he's just like the rules for dating there are none and so it kind of turns it on its ear and he's like everything we've told you in this movie is for crap forget it all <laughs> and the ironic thing is it's like that's actually pretty accurate because if you think about it if we're learning how to date from movies and tv movies and tv aren't worried about educating us they're worried about selling tickets and so they're telling, how do we get people in bed as quickly as possible? And so, like, <laughs> wow. it's a horrible place to learn. And that's what was so interesting about them throwing it and saying, like, hey, don't listen to us. Like, this is not how you, like, there aren't rules for dating. And All so it the, sucks to be a single guy, but. Yeah, but, but like, the, the one angle, too, that I think is, again, interesting is Hitch is teaching people how to build long-term relationships. Right. Like, legitimate right. relationships, which is so, right. so interesting, too. He's not the pickup artist. And, and he frowns right. upon that in the movie. Right. The, the character of Vance, the evil guy who just wants to just wants to get together with this gal he met at a lingerie shop. Like, exactly. Buying lingerie for another woman. For another yes. woman, yeah. But, Jeremy, what about you? And, and okay, out so, here. especially with what Jeff was saying, this movie, I see it more as, like what captain jack sparrow would say about the pirate code it's not really rules they're more like <laughs> guidelines <laughs> and it's things that it, it'll teach you very basic principles or things that'll help you get out of your shell and then from there you're on your own but the thing is from there you're already in the door and, and, I, and I, it's I, helping I, you to, to yeah. open up more really is what it's yeah, doing. It just gives you the confidence right, right. But I, I love that we're using this movie literally as a self-help guide to dating. We're not talking about the comedy. We're not talking about <laughs> like this is this is serious business Again, here. I, I think there's a lot of people out there, and I mean, like I'm one of them, and I don't think I'm alone. That that's, no, no, that's, you're not. That's what you do. I mean, like let's be honest, like. 80% of my knowledge about interacting with other humans came from watching Saved by the Bell. And I'm not joking about that. <laughs> oh, wow, I literally true, mean yeah. that. Like, I watched them do it, and I'm like, well, if Zach Morris can do this, and he's the greatest man on earth. <laughs> oh, a very poor role model. Well, this is my question, because we have two married guys and two single guys swinging bachelors as members of the, the Sequel Quest crew. I'm just curious... What are your moves? You don't have to give your best one away. But, uh, <laughs> but how, di how, di how did you or how have you, you know, uh, gotten a girl to agree to a date that you feel was creative, that you feel worked? So think about that for a second. I'll throw mine out. Yeah, you go ahead, Adam. This, uh, let's let's this hear this. This works pretty well for me. I actually, for one date invitation, I made a DVD where I took a clip from a film I made starring Jeff Campbell Smith uh, called Rake Man, the Midnight Gardener. And oh, there's, no. I, I play a character in that film who's called Mr. Shelley Long. 
and I dance to the Cookie Time song from Troop Beverly Hills. I do a ridiculous dance. And there was a, a revival screening. I don't know if it's a revival, really. A retro screening of <laughs> Troop Beverly Hills in, in an indie theater in town. And I just said, I want to go to this movie. I want to take a girl. Maybe she's the right girl for me if she likes Troop Beverly Hills. So I literally just saw this girl I thought was cute. I gave her a DVD. I said, watch this. And it had my phone number on it. And that was it. And she called me. It worked. Like she, I'm sure she just said, I want to see what this lunatic is really about. And by the end of the <laughs> night, she did not let me even walk her to her door. So it did not go well. But the magic of Troop Beverly Hills was enough. You know, to, uh, to to get the date, you know, on the schedule. <laughs> so wait, you got the date and then you blew it? And I blew it. <laughs> and he blew it. He blew it. Oh, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> but what about, what about, okay, now let's, let's get a single guy's perspective, a current single guy. Jeff, uh, I mean, Jeff, Justin. <laughs> Jeff, are we breaking news? <laughs> Did something happen? Sorry. So sorry, Jeff, to break the news. No. No, Justin, tell me now what is what is your modus operandi when you're when you're reaching out to I the got, ladies? I, I have zero get I literally just talk to people. I I for me, honestly, what it is is it's it, it whether whatever situation I'm in, like I just go at it with like questions. I just wanna know more about you. Like, oh that's interesting. I latch on to something that I find interesting in what they say. And I just ask about it and let the conversation flow. And if it stops and there's really nothing to talk about, then it's not going to happen. But Yeah. So so if you're having a decent conversation, you the next logical step is, hey, you want to go out sometime? Yeah, sure. And then just be like, I'll usually find something in common that is an event coming up. And I'll be like, oh, my, yeah, you want to go do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. And, yeah. Jeff? How do you? How did you uh, find ways to woo a lady? Well, and ironically too, all the way through high school, my real life Zach Morris was Justin Maloney. Justin <laughs> Maloney was had more dates and ladies than I, anybody else that I this knew. This is true. So, I will verify uh, that. I'm the single one though. So, <laughs> and, and now, exactly. uh, but for me, like you said, things that I thought were good. Zero. Like I did not have any that I would recommend to anybody else. <laughs> For some reason, I combined um, kind of like Justin was saying with the whole event based thing, because I thought I thought the event would sell it even if I couldn't. So I'd get tickets. I'd get like two tickets to the Lion King. And I'd be like, hey, uh, you know, I got a second ticket. Do you, you want to go along? I mean, you know, it, it's just it's there. And the girl was like, these my... ticket stubs are from 1995. And you're like, oh no, the musical, yeah. the musical. No, I'm sorry. Right, exactly. <laughs> but then my second, for some reason, I don't know why, I always combined it with the the one from the Nutty Professor, where he would always kind of stutter and be like, well, you know, if you weren't busy and then I was then happened to be there, and then you like would would be there as well. And, and you let her reason, fill it that. in. Yeah, I did that every single time wow. for some reason. And I don't think either of those were particularly effective. Uh, they probably hurt more than they helped, but. You know, I, I think this was an episode we should have had Judy and. I know. Well, I don't, I, both I don't listening in and it. filling in what worked. <laughs> right. Well, we can do like a part B where they can come in with the real. Yeah, one just do an add on. <laughs> they got lucky. That's what they're going to say. <laughs> they caught us in a weak moment. I was in a great mood. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but the other part, and that would be kind of interesting for us four guys talking about it, is the ladies' perspective. Is yeah. the, the fact, and I don't just mean the ladies that we've asked, 
So do ladies just have to sit around and hope someone asks them? Do they have to woo to get someone to ask? Like, mm. what's it from a lady's perspective? I know plenty of ladies that go out and do the exact same thing and put themselves out there. And, yeah. and well, typically they're a little more successful than those sitting around waiting. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let us know you're ready for a date, ladies. But Jeremy, speaking of which, ah, uh, I've got no moves. It's no called moves. this podcast. He right. tells people, "Hey, I got a podcast. <laughs> hey, you it's uh, you want to be on? I can hook you up." I was on the yeah. radio. <laughs> uh, no, I I used to go the whole concert route, go have fun before or after, and it it's all in the conversation, man. If they if they can't hold a conversation with you, then there's nothing to build on there. All right. So by the end of this podcast, though, you're gonna you're gonna ladies out there in the listening audience, you can send a, uh, an email oh to sequestpod at gmail dot com. <laughs> He's ready for you, Justin. Yeah. You gonna put yourself out there on the line? You, Was that me? Yeah. Well, yeah. Will you accept invitations? I, I think he threw us both under the bus. <laughs> wow. Uh, like... You know what? Yeah. Bring it on. Bring <laughs> I just it think on. that'd be a great. We could we could start doing especially a, a if web you're in series. Orlando. You know, we could do like a Skype date thing, and <laughs> it's all about the conversation, according to you guys. It is all about the yeah. conversation. Yeah. I don't even get get see your face. <laughs> Let oh, me see that boy. face, baby. All right. So with that. I think it's time, for those who have not seen Hitch, even though we uh, we gave a, a quick synopsis, we happen to have the DVD case, which I will mention is a dual disc featuring Hancock and Will Smith's turn in Hitch, oh. and it, I got it for three seventy four in the, not even the $5 bin at Walmart. I mean, this is three seventy four. that's less than $2 a film, so let's see what the wow. synopsis said to get my money. All right, the movie back. Meet Hitch, New York City's greatest matchmaker. Love is his job, and he'll get you the girl of your dreams in just three easy dates guaranteed. And that's exactly what happens when Albert Brenneman wins the heart of gorgeous society heiress Allegra Cole. So when tabloid columnist Sarah Milas decides to uncover the secret behind the tubby schlub's success, <laughs> she's shocked to discover that Alex Hitchens, the charming young man she's been seeing, is the legendary date doctor himself. Exposed in a front-page scoop, it's now up to Alex to try to save Albert and Allegra's relationship, as well as his own, which only goes to show just when you think you've found true love, there's always a hitch. Oh, is it? That's nice. clever. They had to do nice. it. It's clever. That's punny. Oh, but you know what's funny is I thought hitch referred to like getting hitched. Yeah. yeah. Which they do at the end. Right? Spoilers. I think it's, all of... it's all of it. Right. It's all of it. By the it's way, it's a triple entendre. It works on so many levels. <laughs> it does. It's so good. Tubby uh, Schlubs to me just sounds like a great bar you want to hang out at, or you get a good like burger over at Tubby Schlubbies. I like Tubby Schlubbies. <laughs> I, I would that, go to that bar. That's the kids' show on PBS. Tubby Schlubbies. Either that, or it's a great band name. Yeah, Tubby Schlubbies. We are the Tubby Schlubbies. Oh yeah, Tubby Schlubbies. Rock on. They're always British. Yeah, they gotta be. Rockstars. Uh, well, with that, I think it's time to get to our hitch pitch. Oh, no. Yes, he did it. All right. Let's start off tonight. Jeff, what do you have? Okay. So mine would probably be called hitched uh, or uh, hitched with an ED, like uh, coming after it. So not hitched. Hitched. But there'd be a parenthesis or a, a whatever. Whatever. We're doing okay. too much. Anyway, 
So it would take place several <laughs> years after the first movie, maybe 10 or whatever. So that would be now. Uh, Hitch has moved from being um, uh, the date doctor into being more of a marriage guru. But rather than being like a, a marriage counselor, um, he takes couples like uh, through various crazy experiences in order to uh, rebuild or, or strengthen their marriage. And uh, I kind of had, uh, what, six different, or is it six? Yeah, six different areas. And again, like we did with the, the Ace Ventura podcast, I don't do comedy terribly well, so I would kind of say insert comedy here. <laughs> so there would be one where, like, he'd work on their communication, which I could see, like, maybe they he throws them out of a plane to go skydiving and they have to communicate at a hundred you know, miles an hour or something or scuba diving. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, another one would be about money. And I don't exactly know. Like first I thought maybe they, he just dropped them in Mexico with a hundred dollars, <laughs> but that might be a little different kind of a movie. Wow. So, yeah. Um, Survivor. Funny yeah. rather than, yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> um, something about like intimate knowledge of one another, like maybe survivor man or something. I don't know. Uh, conflict, generating a conflict and having them, you know, resolve it, uh, sex and parenting. Uh, then much like the first one, although not the same, I, I wouldn't see it being, um, um, Albert again, but he has another hopeless couple that appears to be so radically different that they just don't get along on, on anything. And that's, he's, that's kind of his, like his, uh, um, pet project, but there's another guru um, and he has a completely different philosophy on marriage where he is focused on dominance, where one partner always has to be dominant over the other. And he actually has a lot of success, apparently, um, with his technique. So there's kind of this like back and forth between Hitch and the way that Hitch is doing his thing versus this other guru who's doing the dominant thing. Ultimately, Hitch's wife has to step in because, you know, kind of like in the first one where some of the things that Hitch is teaching on, he's not terribly wonderful at either. And then she has to end up teaching Hitch plus the couple and everyone lives happily ever after. All right. Hitched. I like it. Hitched. There you go. <laughs> Hitched. Because he's educating them. It's Hitched. Good. Huh? Yes. That oh. was exactly. So it's ah. a hyphen. Hyphen is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> okay. Hitch erectile dysfunction. <laughs> yes, that's a. I'm sure that will be addressed. All right, Adam's beckoning to go next. Well, I just I always go last, and, and I, I want to get I want to get in here up front. Maybe it'll improve my chances. You choose. Wait, my so pitch. I have to clarify. We're doing our whole. We're not doing like the intro pitch. We're doing we're just going the whole way. I, I think we're just going for it tonight. With the yeah, race. tonight we're already right. running well, long, so like go for it. Still ninety seconds to two minutes, right? right. Yeah, we're yeah. Still trying to do your best. Okay, yeah. right. So I imagine there's no way Will Smith did not come back for Independence Day resurgence. Hey, but that's because he got Suicide Squad. Okay. So, but what I'm going to say, which was I, the better choice, I don't believe that he would come uh -huh. back for a, a Hitch sequel either. And so I wanted to create this as almost a direct to DVD sequel to Hitch. <laughs> and so this yes. is this already is called, starting off well. Is did, did you call it the Asylum first? <laughs> I know I should have. I said, guys, I got it for you here. It's called Hatch. No, okay. <laughs> no, the, my, the title of my film is Hitch 2, Save the Date. So Albert Brenneman, played by Kevin James again, seems to be living the happy life since Will Smith's Alex Hitch Hitchens helped him land his crush and wealthy socialite Allegra through advanced pickup techniques in the first film. 
But now, a nerdy guy named Eddie, played by Jay Barakel, sees Albert and Allegra out at various social events. He eventually starts comedically stalking Albert all around town. And finally, when he's confronted, Eddie begs Albert to teach him the tricks of getting women that are out of his league. And deciding that he wants to pay it forward what Hitch taught him that brought him such happiness, Albert begins advising the young man, who is trying to get the attention of his longtime crush, a gal named Fiona, played by Allison Brie. So after setting up several scenarios to get the two on a date, Albert's very happy with himself until an assassination attempt one night <laughs> causes, oh. yeah, causes uh, both he and Allegra to be sent into the witness protection program. Uh, that so, escalated real quick real quick and when he finds <laughs> out he calls eddie and uh and asks what happened here because he receives a note from the assassins that say stay away from fiona eddie reveals that he and fiona are are the children of rival mafia families and so this has created a huge issue uh in, in the new york mob scene so now uh he is he's hiding out and Allegra ends up being uh, positioned separately from him as a nanny in Atlanta. And Albert is uh, set, he's kept uh, somewhere in town, but he's made an orderly at a retirement community full of yeah. frisky old folks. You know, there's going to be lots of those jokes flying around. <laughs> so it's there that Albert meets a gentleman named Dominic, played by Robert De Niro. A 75-year-old man with a broken heart. Adob's been pining for his childhood sweetheart, Elaine, played by Helen Mirren, who recently moved into the community, but he can't get her attention. And Dom reveals that he was a mafia enforcer himself in his youth, which is why Elaine broke up with him. And he even left the mob eventually to try to be with her, but she'd already married and moved on with her life. Albert agrees to help Dom win Elaine's heart and begins grooming the salty street thug into a dapper Don Juan. Meanwhile, Albert's tried to reach Allegra on her cell phone to make sure she's okay and accidentally gets some seemingly risque texts and photos that are obviously not meant for him. Albert suspects her of cheating and is heartbroken. This causes him to give up on love. He starts feeling sorry for himself. He tells Dom, the deal is off. But then the mob assassins manage to locate Albert. They make another attempt on his life, but he's so down that he turns into a psychopath. He just challenges him. He's like, go for it, you meatballs! <laughs> And uh, so luckily, Dom steps in using his surprisingly awesome for an old guy street fighting skills and sends the goons away whimpering. This causes Albert to wake up out of his self-pity, gets back in the game, helping Don win his lady love. Finally getting Allegra on the phone, she reveals that it was the naughty 10-year-old that she takes care of that actually sent those texts. And so everybody is happy once again. And uh, in a final uh, magical date on, a roof to, on the roof of the retirement community, Dom and Elaine rekindle their romance. Uh, but Albert is still a little bit down, and Dom asks him why. We succeeded. We did it. And Albert finally uh, breaks his silence about being in the witness protection program, and Dom says he'll make a call. And with the help of his well-connected friend, Albert is cleared with the mob, free to return to his life with Allegra, and a funky old person dance party breaks out following Dom and Elaine's <laughs> wedding vows as credits roll. Now, nice. now, is this the father from Meet the Fockers? That is correct. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this Robert De Niro wow. do anything. That is so great. <laughs> the psychopath turn. Yeah. The, like, the retirement community turn. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, in the middle of the movie, plot completely changes. Yep. Constantly. It it's all over love the place. Love it. Wow. I love it. Ugh. All right, Justin, that means you're up. 
All right, so mine is called Hitch 2 Back to Basics. So Hitch and Sarah have broken up. Uh, No one was at fault. They just grew apart. Hitch, though, blames himself, and no matter what his friends try to do, his outlook is bleak and sullen. They finally force him... uh, uh, Yeah, his friends uh, finally force him to go on a date with a friend of a friend, and it goes so poorly that Hitch's friends decide to hire a dating coach for Hitch. At a dating intervention, Hitch's friends introduce him to John McKenzie, played by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, important note, Hitch's friends are a couple with a really obnoxious kid, Bob and Debbie, a dorky friend from childhood, Griffin, and a girl that Hitch has been friends with forever, Emily, and it's clear to the audience that Emily has a thing for Hitch. Hitch immediately resents the fact that his friends think he needs a dating coach, but he relents because his friends insist after Hitch's friends leave, the teacher and student alone, John explains how excited he is to meet Hitch, but at the same time explains how happy he is that Hitch is out of the game. Ever since Hitch stopped, John has been the area's number one dating consultant. This just infuriates Hitch, but instead of fighting, Hitch politely asks for John's advice on how to pick up women. A battle ensues between the methods of the two men. At first, it starts with who can get a girl's number, which each one does with ease. John sees the merit in what he's doing, allowing Hitch to open up through this competition, but when Emily asks about the lessons, Hitch hides the fact that he thinks John is a joke. The competition gets out of control when each one of them starts to lose themselves in the competition, partying and sleeping with as many people as they can. But after John starts losing clients because he's so busy competing with Hitch, and Hitch loses the respect of his friends, especially Emily, the two decide to turn things around and help each other become better men. In the end, Hitch and John go into business together, and Hitch finally takes Emily on a that is nice. a happy ending. That was good. Ryan Reynolds, of course. Ryan Reynolds. Course. Can I read to you? Story. So I had my like. I thought we were doing the pitch thing yeah. again. So the end of my the end of my pitch thing was uh, at a dating intervention. Hitch's friends introduce him to John McKenzie, Ryan Reynolds. Will John be able to get help Hitch get out of his funk? Will Hitch ever love again? Will John be in Deadpool too? <laughs> <laughs> oh. That, that was a good yeah. hook. That is a, that is a good hook. I do not have a pitch. Jeremy's well, then I vote Adam. He showed us how I want to direct to DVD, <laughs> Robert De Niro, all of them in the in the thing. Oh. That's that's my vote. Well, I I vote for Jeff's because I just love. I think there's so much comedy to be mined from all those scenarios that that uh, Hitch keeps dropping the people into. Yeah. I think that's, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. Well, it's there. up to Jeremy, though, because then I was going to vote for Justin because I want to see Ryan Reynolds in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I see uh, your your pitch, Jeff. It sounded a lot like um, Couples Retreat. It was a it was a Vince Vaughn movie. Yeah. And it's kind of a little bit of a following, but it didn't do well in theaters. <laughs> Well, that's because Will Smith wasn't in right. it. Right. That's yeah. true. <laughs> but I would much rather see more of the extreme uh, hijinks of a Will Smith marriage doctor. So we'll have to go with Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Uh, so, wait, wait. Jeff or Justin? Did I hear that correct? Jeff. You're going full Jeff. Right, marriage okay. going full Jeff. Oh, yeah. Marriage, marriage right. hijinks. Okay. All right. So this is, this is going to be exciting then because... Jeff, can you run down the scenarios again that he's dropped? Because that's where I think we need to fill in the gaps. Right. I yeah, think exactly. That's, that's, that's where the, the gaps, thing. I think, are, and yeah. then the casting. Um, but that um, 
So the the six that I came up with, and to be honest, I just I was looking through a marriage book on the six <laughs> aspects of marriage, and it was uh, communication, money, uh, intimacy or knowledge or whatever you want to call it, conflict, sex, and parenting. Parenting, I mean, if you want to do a bunch of just you know empty nest or whatever you want to call them, I can see going away from that um, because then that might add a whole nother. And then you got to get kids involved. Well, but or they I, could like raise a baby goat. <laughs> that's true. Or do well. It's kind of an old school joke, but the old um, what uh, um, flower sack of flour that they have to carry around. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of classic comedy. Well, but my thought, my thought was like, it should be that the parenting thing that should be like a conflict that Sarah and Hitch are having. That like she wants to have a kid, he doesn't want to have a kid. And so, like, that is one thing that, like, throughout is, like, a thread that, that goes throughout the film. Because, you know, like, again, like, in the first film, Hitch had his thing he had to work through. Like, yeah. what do you think about that? Like, there's, there's the parenting thing, and by the end, like, everybody's, you know, going through all their different uh, trials. But, but by the end, Hitch and Sarah decide they're going to have a kid. What do you think about that? Just as a Yeah, an, that an makes sense. Yeah. yeah, again, I still feel like, yeah, some form of a conflict. Now, did you, because... For me, that was kind of, and, and I was a little nervous about making it too much like the original, but where the original, you had the conflict with him and his girlfriend, with Alexa or Allegra and uh, uh, Albert, and then you also had the conflict with the jerk guy um, who just wanted to get women. Yeah. So for me, then you kind of had the three aspects in this too, of his conflict with his wife, the conflict of him trying to get these kid, these people together, and the rival... Um, uh, uh, guru, yeah. does that does do those three work for you guys? Uh, like I, it, it might, you know, it might almost be too much, but I, lo- I love the idea of the rival guru because we, I think we can take Justin's Justin's pitch and put the rival guru situation kind of in there too. That's the other thing. Like I, okay. I, I, like the parenting thing could just be again like a kind of a, a C level, you know, uh, thread that's going throughout. That again, that just gets kind of wrapped up at the end. But I love the idea that that you know. There would be a rival marriage counselor, you know, maybe in this in this scenario, then that that is Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> right? That, that well, because for me, yeah. Well, and that's where that's what's so interesting. And again, that's what I liked about Justin's pitch was this idea that Ryan Reynolds is so lovable that it would be really interesting. And that was the thing too is that like even when I came said about the whole like the other guru is focused on dominance. No one's going to side with that. I don't think. Yeah. Like it just sounds. Well, but but what if, what if he what if the dominance he does it in such a lovey dovey way? He's like, it's just so wonderful. I just think like he's he's almost like a Stuart Smalley, where he's just like, <laughs> I just think that if if women could subjugate themselves to men, I it just brings so much <laughs> happiness. Now, if if you're if you're the man who wants the woman to tell you everything to do like mommy, that's gonna make you happy. And let me show you my mommy philosophy. And like you know, so he so, makes it sound so he's all more sweet of a more of a retro 1950s style yeah. mentor in some, a way. Some, I mean, that's what I'm saying. He could be like a suave old okay. school type thing, or like I say, he's a super like sappy, lovey dovey, weird guy. But it's really an act. You know, it's like a Richard Simmons almost, you know, of, of <laughs> right. marriage. Well, I think yeah. I think it's interesting, like Jeremy was talking about, because it is definitely, I mean, you know, back in the, the 50s is that the philosophy was very different, where it was, mom, you stay at home, your job is to be mom, dad's going to go out and, you know, have beer with the boys or whatever. And yeah. so it could be like an old school mentality versus a new school mentality. Yeah. yeah. 
I think, I think that I think works. That. But, the, but and I want to kind of really want to see Ryan Reynolds play that character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now in, in the money scenario where they're having their money trial, I think it yeah. should be very interesting where if what they actually do is they give them like an unlimited bank account for a day. And then it's like, what will they do? Like, what is the decisions they make as a couple? You know, so like you see, yeah. like, you know, the, you know, like, you know, one of them like overspends or whatever, you know, and then that's like, you know, one couple gets out of hand with their spending and they're buying, you know, I don't know. Well, and okay. Well, matching maybe and whatever, you know, like maybe they both have to sign off on everything that day. They're given yeah, an account or maybe it's something... and each purchase okay. has to be signed off by both parties. I see. Okay, or yeah. maybe they play a competitive game of Monopoly. <laughs> with real money? Yeah, <laughs> with real money. No, no, it's fake money. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what about, what about like, what if it's like, oh, how could they do? Because I'm thinking about like, could they do like a real life Monopoly where somehow they have actual buildings or something like that? I don't know. Because that could be interesting. They, they just time lapse real three months later levels? when the hotel yeah. is built. Yeah, that's where it becomes difficult. Because otherwise, I could think about like a giant chessboard or something like that. Yeah. Ooh, Harry Potter style. I dig it. Potter style. Wait, or what? or maybe virtual reality. Oh. Or, or, yeah, where they get to just live that life. Weird. That would be interesting if they have the unlimited funds thing, but they're in virtual reality with unlimited funds. Like yeah. because it doesn't make sense that like. You have unlimited amount of money today. Yeah. Go for it. You know yeah, what I mean? That's true. Unless it's a virtual, like, well, and also Because it's also, it should be, he's trying to, like, get them to get on the same page as mm -hmm. far as money. Right. So I like should the be signing a goal. off on Yeah, everything. they both have to agree. And then it's a matter of, like, yeah, trying to convince each other or try, you know, like, whatever. The, each, each member of the couple has a different tactic for getting their way. And maybe they start like using certain, you know, like whether whether it is sex or whatever it is that like they're they're manipulating their spouse, and they start, oh, you know, start, you know, it, it goes horribly out of hand, you know. So okay, yeah. and then uh, as far as communication, so what what is the uh, like? I mean, is that going to be a thing where like it's it's like goofy like pantomime like where they both have to be like deaf for the day they have to have a weird communic you know communication i don't know like i'm trying to think of something that seems like you're both they locked in a padded room yeah. together in isolation you have to figure yeah. out how to get out of this scenario without speaking or something well they you know? right. they well, do like one of those uh, escape room things. yeah that's yeah. where See, i that's was, thinking, I was too. thinking too well and also the comedy could be especially if we do have the train wreck couple is that they could fail at several of these. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, and even if we don't even know quite how they do it right, as long as we know how they could fail, then that's <laughs> kind of all the story would need. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and I, th I feel like in the end, though, what it should be is that, like, there's all these couples that are, that are like acing a lot of these things. They're like, oh, they seem to just have it together. They agree on all these different levels. But then we have to decide, like, there's the one that's the most important or something. And that's what, like, the train wreck couple manages to come together for and that to succeed at yeah, yeah totally yeah so well and that's where i would agree though so like, guys what's the most important thing in marriage <laughs> exactly that well, we i would say like jeremy was saying though is that we don't want it to be too much like i envision couples retreat being where i don't think it can be about all of these couples because then it's the same yeah it feels like couples retreat or one of those right. kind of movies Right. So, I so feel there like, should be the one that he's really focused on helping. Yeah, I would say right. we're, we're focusing on one couple, and exactly. he 
Hitch and his wife are going along on the ride for this, maybe it's a week-long adventure yeah. kind of thing. Well, and I well, feel and like, even like yeah. this, in the first one, you know, they showed like a, I guess not a montage, but they showed just clips of other ones that had been successful and like the guy rescuing the dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just a real quick clip of it. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it established his validity in doing what exactly. he's doing. And so maybe, I mean, granted, Jeff said 10 years has gone by. So maybe maybe he did away with the date doctor thing after he got together. And then after a few years, because, I mean, he had a ton of bad PR at that point. Yeah. Uh, maybe he went public with a marriage consultant job. Yeah. And that's where we see a few montages from his successes. So I, I have a question in that then. What is Ava Mendez doing now at this point? Is she still a journalist? Like what is, you know, because she had almost just as much of a journey as Hitch did in the last film. So I'm wondering, is, is she just kind of in the background and she's just like, you know. Well, she's you know, going along with yeah, him. Yeah, she's like, there for the whole thing. But are like, are they the perfect example of a, of a functional couple, you know, themselves, or that we're saying they're having a conflict about having kids. So that's the thing that maybe I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys that are married, that, uh, the idea or the, the, uh, message should be that if, if it starts out that like, yes, Will Smith and Ava Mendez are the perfect couple. And because, you know, he works at this all the time and that that's what he knows. But that no matter what the idea here is that you can be the perfect couple and there's always going to be cracks. There's always going to be right. obstacles to mm-hmm. face as a couple. Yeah. So they right. the, their perfection in the beginning starts to show cracks, yeah. but they're able to mend those cracks. And I want to right, imagine well, that, that the same time help. helps them. Yeah. Yeah. That could even be like, like maybe that's how we start off. Like the opening thing is a montage of successes and it maybe it, it shows them like they're on talk shows together as the perfect married couple and right. whatever. And that's why he's the advisor. And then, yeah, then as it's revealed that they don't quite, uh, and maybe they put on, cause that's the thing too. And I don't know about, well, all four of us, I think can speak into this or relate to it is that married or not married. I've seen way too many married people that seem to act like they're everything's perfect. Right. And there's a lot of people that put on that face of, you know, it's looking real good and everything like that. Right. Speaking of face, Jeff, Jeff has given us a Hitch's uh, allergic reaction photo up on our, uh, on our screens <laughs> here. Part. I feel like that should be like something she uses at a certain point to get revenge on him when she's bad. <laughs> she, she just puts yeah, that up. That would like, be good. Yeah. This is one of our, our wo- most wonderful moments. You remember this deer? Oh, you know, like he's just like yeah. freaked out. So, yeah, yeah, something like well, that. Well, it could even be, like, that could even be a part of it where, like, maybe as he's going... Because for me, I wasn't quite picturing it like a week-long, like, sabbatical. I was kind of picturing more, like, different sessions or I whatever. See. Okay. And it could almost be, like, maybe everyone that they do... Like, let's say they do the session on communication, and he's given all the advice and stuff like that. And then when he goes home, then we see him failing at that exact thing. Okay. Like that's the part that uh, Okay, work. yeah, we could do that too. And then, so, so the real message is you have to keep at it. It's like marriage is not like you, you got married and, and you're done. The, yeah, the message there is you, go. You, know, you can't be just the expert guru and then expect that everything's going to go perfectly. Marriage is a process. It's a, it's, you know, a partnership and a, a decision you're making daily to, to make it work. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's good. And uh, now the, 
the couple that they're going to be that we're calling the train wreck couple, maybe the one again that they're most invested in. What what kind of people are we imagining? Well, are we here? saying we're having two couples or just the one? Well, I think should we have two and one is just a complete train wreck? And the other one is seemingly well. Maybe perfect, that's the whole thing. They're on the they're on the talk show or whatever as like the perfect couple, and they get called out. They get challenged. Oh. So like this couple is awful. Okay, if you can do this, that's where Ryan Reynolds comes in. Maybe sure. Right, it's Ryan Reynolds. So that's the and, competition. Uh, yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Well, no, I meant that he would be the the opposing guru who yeah. challenges them. Oh, yeah. Like maybe they're yeah. both on the show or something. Yeah, like on the show, they like surprise them with like, well, we've actually brought in somebody else who says that he's the expert, right. and that's where the challenge initiates. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So and so and then now the, the so basically is there going to be a sabotage element to it where like the gurus are kind of getting in each uh, each other's way like you know or like listening in you know like doing surveillance like i would i feel like ava mendes character would like that that maybe where they start like getting back together like on the same team like we got to get this guy because she just hates ryan reynolds so much Ooh, and, like, what know, or his the, wife um, you know like ryan reynolds the wife is couple so, that ryan you know, reynolds plants on the, it's ryan reynolds planting that couple on them oh. and that couple purposefully fails at every we don't know that until the end but in throughout the whole part, they're purposefully failing. And at the same time, they're kind of breaking up or like causing these cracks in Will Smith and Ava Mendez's relationship. Oh, I see. Okay. So because I do again, feel yeah, like making them look bad. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I do feel like the sappy ending has to be that not only is Will Smith and Ava Mendez like happily ever after, but the two of them actually fall in love or something like that. Maybe they're not totally. even married. Maybe they're a fake married couple. <laughs> And that's totally, how or end. maybe like they we actually just start a real relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so Will, so yeah. Will Smith worked. You know, David Mendez actually make it work. This fake couple that were just actors that were hired actually fall in love. So is this is this where we get Robert De Niro and Helen Mirren? Hey. Yeah, that's uh, it's the Robert old De Niro and Helen Mirren the old couple. The they shoot couple. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be like yeah oh, some violence. Definitely. Oh, I like that though. But yeah, so but are we say but in this case is our, our Ryan Reynolds is going to have his wife, right? That's supposed to be like perfect again. No, I think Ryan Reynolds should be single. Oh, but he's got all the the okay. philosophy. But he for just how got all the works. answers. Okay. People trust him. Okay. But he's got to have a no no Enough. he should be a widower. He should, he should or, be like, or he's like sympathetic. But it's fake. You know? yeah, but it was fake. fake. Yeah. It was his daughter that died married. or something they find out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and like he always plays that card, talking about his dear departed, like Agnes. Or yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, or maybe even like he 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 changes her name occasionally. My dear departed Dorothy. <laughs> Was it Agnes? No, it's always been Dorothy. Yeah. Will Smith that, always has that look on his face, like wait, nobody, but nobody acknowledges. Yeah, him. nobody's <laughs> with him over there. No, it's there like we, that was her oh. middle name. But like, wasn't there her middle name before? He's like, well, uh, she was South American. There's a, right. a lot of middle names. <laughs> She's got it's a like dozen she, middle names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. So now, but uh, we did talk about, again, about the parenting thread. Do we think that that's not necessary? We're just going to have multiple cracks in their marriage? Or do we want to have one major one that kind of, again, is resolved? Through, like, if end? you talk about like the three-act structure, maybe there's just three things yeah. that as we go through or like maybe the second act is those six 
things. Yeah. Or like maybe like the second act is three and then the third act is the final three or yeah. Well, because I feel like parenting is such a big one. Because again, once you throw kids in there, then like yeah. it kind of becomes a kids focused movie. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, well, that's what I was saying. But we don't have actual kids. I love the idea of them taking care of a goat or a koala or something. <laughs> well, so it could be a minor a one. Then. Maybe it's like maybe it's not. Maybe yeah, we treat it lightly, where it's like an early one that they do, as opposed to being the heavy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the like end that. one is the, you know, communication or so, like parenting is in there. Money is in there, da, 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 but it all comes down to the communication. Or, well, I would think, yeah. especially given the first movie, is that intimacy might be a big one where like oh, yeah. really sharing, you know, whatever and whatever. And that maybe because it does seem like that's kind of the old cliche that women have the problem with men about not being intimate enough and opening up and expressing your feelings and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that seems like that could be a big one. Yeah. For, uh, hitches for hitch. Yeah. And that, totally. that was sort of a conflict obviously in the first one, right? As they were both, or, you know, kind of keeping secrets from each other. Um, so if that creeps up again, I'm trying to think of the reasoning behind it. Why would they not share those? Well, since that was the uh, kind of main conflict of the first one, I think maybe you should make it something different yeah. for the second one. Yeah. That's oh. what I'm saying. Or, you know, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's if it's parenting or whatever it is, you know, that we find that they're struggling with. Now, I have a question. You, you know, perhaps we should just go with, like, the actual communication portion of it as, yeah. like, the overarching issue. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, we can have fun with in little spurts with yeah. all the rest of them. Right. The communication. But there's, there's a communication breakdown that's probably eventual. And it's... Yeah. It's getting past a superficial conversation. Okay. And I could see between them that being an issue. Like, they'd be fine in all the other departments. Listening listening could be a big thing that, like, that he's not a good listener or something. (laughs) Or the opposite. She's not a good listener, and he's, like, he's really needy in that area, and he's just like, fuck, I just need someone to understand where I'm coming from. That could work. And you're so busy. You're always, I mean, because, you know, there's no reason to believe she stopped being a workaholic like right. she was True. in the first movie. And so he was very open with communication right. in the first. So it could be more on her end that she still hasn't pushed past that. She learned to trust. She gave him a chance, you know, to love. But did she really, you know, move past all her faults? And then, yeah, he could just be in a, in a situation where, I don't know, I'm, I'm wondering... Um, Maybe because maybe there is another one of the elements that is his issue then. Right. You know, so hers is communication, and maybe I don't know. I don't know if money would be his. Ed. Or, which one? <laughs> the whole Ed. Oh, that's right. That's the name of the movie. So. <laughs> uh, so at the the talk show scenario, this is the question that I have: Is it a separate talk show host, or is it like Ryan Reynolds? has the talk show and they're maybe challenging him publicly and he, and oh, so he no, I think that it's to, like a morning wrong. talk show yeah, and they I feel like on to like okay. interview the, yeah. See, I would think, yeah, it's, you do like, you know, the view or they're on the Ellen show or make up a show or, or whatever. Dr. Yeah, Oz then, or something where yeah. they yeah, can just and have maybe both of them on, especially if they have like differing perspectives. Yeah. And then one of them, like then Ryan Reynolds challenges them. Uh, 
you know, or maybe like Will Smith ends up making the claim that like, you know, well, mine, you know, can work for everybody or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds character name needs to be Matt Armoni. And uh, he'll, he'll be Matt. Oh, no. and, uh, <laughs> well, he, he really plays on that. He's not Do- changing Doctor. his name for this one. No. <laughs> Dr. Matt. Dr. Matt. Doctor That's Matt true. Armani. He needs to, to call himself Doctor. That's perfect. Yeah, you're not a doctor. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm a doctor of love. I'm a doctor of the heart. Yeah, yep. it's just like perfect. Perfect. Oh, like my dear departed Agnes always said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Jacinda always reminded me. No, yeah. So just, I think, yeah, I think, I think we mostly got it together by the end here. But I just love that the what I want is like the reveal. And so I guess like Ava Mendes is going to use her journalism skills ultimately to try to find the truth. Yeah. And then like oh, yeah. I, I don't know. There's I I mean does he? So okay. So who who is our couple? I just threw those names out there just for yeah I mean, to weave in Adam's couple? pitch too. But... but yeah, who do we want? Uh, oh no, I think he... it should be like just unruly young younger couple that's yeah, just but, like i like allison brie mm-hmm. I, I think adam you had that in yours yeah yeah she's yeah, great it's in yours allison brie is a good or like aubrey plaza i think would be aubrey would be great aubrey's awesome yeah. but she kind of has one, one type yeah the one that i kept popping into my head although just because they're already a couple on television is what's her name fred Amundsen, the do portlandia oh yeah oh that Barry would be hilarious they just yeah. seem so awkward and so <laughs> like that it's just like yes. seriously so it'd just be one long portlandia sketch is what we're really <laughs> kind of yeah sure oh. the scenes with them at least i, I like that idea uh, yeah. who who's the who's the gal on that or carrie brownstein i think is her name mm-hmm. yeah something yeah like that. but um but yeah i mean that, that could be interesting uh yeah just to have them in there together uh you know but the only thing is they're kind of old like not not that that's bad you know what i'm saying but like maybe unless they play i think that might work perfectly like they do like because they, they'd be playing a couple that's been married a while but it's always been bad or something okay. like that yeah the only thing I don't is because and I mean not that they can't play it that way because I think they're talented enough actors to do that but like is again the fact that they are they're essentially playing a role you know where they're the 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 train wreck that is not is artificial That's true you're right yeah and so the both levels of it it's like Fred Amundsen I actually think he is that character from Portlandia it just seems <laughs> so like you know. him to, for him to like turn that off and to be like, so you got my money, right? Like, <laughs> I find that that would be interesting to see. But you're right. It actually, what they could be doing is, yeah, because they keep piling on their fake issues, right? So it really could just get more and more ridiculous, you know, and the more and more Hitch and Hitch is trying to work his magic, right? So it's, I, I think that's perfect. Yeah, because they really could just like all these different personalities could kind of be popping out of them. <laughs> yeah, could, like they're a different couple each time. Yeah, just see all of a sudden it's like, wait, Maybe you, not that far. That was not, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> just like throwing people off. Yeah, so I, I think, yeah, that's awesome. That's that's some good casting there. And um, But yeah, I, I, I think this is shaping up to be something that, you know, I, in a way that Hitch appealed to probably men and women, it was kind of like the romantic comedy that guys could get behind again from the from the perspective of giving us a, a heads up on what to look out for. Now here we are again. I feel like it appealed to both members of the couple, you know, now yes. to really see you know both sides. I think that'd be a lot of fun. It's kind of falling out. The up, only so. the only difficult thing that I always worry about with with 
is that like so would this actually appeal to anyone who is not married um i think it could just because probably some of the players involved maybe but at the same time like i don't know like anybody who's interested in seeing a hitch sequel like yeah they're probably not the youngest like even a will smith movie is not attracting Uh, the younger generation now millennials are not will smith fans you know so i I don't think that's the audience you're going for and i think there's a large enough you know audience that right the audience for hitch has matured and so the movie would have to also yeah that's true and 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 I, I know like like you've said, Adam. One one of the things that you like about sequels is seeing the characters, you know, moving on with their lives mm-hmm. or something like that. So to see, yeah, the next step in Hitch's life um, could be appealing. Yeah, and then exactly. I don't know, like, is there going to be a cameo by Kevin James at some point, like during some major conflict, like, or oh, he should teach the money. He, he yeah. should be the one handling oh, the yeah. money oh, totally. scenario. He brings him in as yeah. the accountant. Yeah. And, and, and the yeah. virtual thing should be that, like, you get you get uh, called in for, like, a will. Like, you know, a will reading. And then you learn you, you make all you, – you've inherited all this money. And then it's the couple deciding, you know, like, how they – I think it should be a weird, like, CG animated sequence for the VR. <laughs> like <laughs> Kevin James is animated yeah, in the exactly. virtual yeah. reality. Yeah. Perfect. I, I could see like yeah where like both of them are getting into it arguing over what the money is supposed to be spent for and him as the nerdy accountant is trying to keep up with them yeah like, that, that feels like and that, that would be a sequence comedy. that the that the talk show would want to set up right they're like we got we're putting you in these motion capture suits and you're gonna go into virtual reality to make your money decisions <laughs> as a couple like i just think that'd be hilarious like uh, I don't know why motion capture would be necessary. I think just a VR headset would probably uh, be. But I it. just think it'd be so much. They, I, I feel like <laughs> with the Carrie little ping pong balls and, all over them. Yeah, Carrie and Fred would have so much fun being in those motion capture suits. Though I think they could really get a lot of physical comedy out of that. Like, and, and we're going them. to animate you yeah. after you're done. <laughs> and, and show and it for that's the studio really audience. What we're trying to do here is to make Fred and Carrie have fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if they're having that's fun, we're having fun. About. <laughs> Oh, it's great. It's great. Okay. Hitch 2, Portlandia. Hitch A. Yeah. You got it. Do we do we want to keep that title, or do we, do we have another one in this, you know, another marriage-related type of pun we could throw I don't in know. There? Do we want to be PC with this movie at all? Uh, in what way? What, do we need are to, we offending people? Do we need to address or add any additional characters well i thought i actually thought in the initial scenario where it was going to be in my mind again also like couples retreat yeah like we said i was imagining there had to be a gay couple that was going to be like super awesome you know like i was thinking we should make brian reynolds that oh like that's as in like he oh i see what you're saying so he's 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 got his his partner yes he's got his husband rather but i I don't know I, i feel like there's too much now non-PC offensive comedy that would be mined out of that now? Like, we're not in the I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry scenario of, no. of the world anymore. So, like, I feel like it's, it's, it's funnier that he's a liar about being a widower that had the perfect marriage at one time and he's hiring these actors. Uh, maybe than... maybe that's part of the montage that we show in the beginning is all sorts of various couples. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ethnicities, couples, yeah. whatever. Right, yeah, the, the hitch is helping, yeah. And so you get some good non, non uh, you know, non, non-racially and non, you know, 
uh, you know, whatever your attraction is, related humor. It's just general comedy. Yeah. Or maybe it turns out in the end that, like, Fred Armisen is actually gay and Carrie Brownstein (laughs) is a lesbian and, like... Well, that's they're never going to work out anyway. For, for oh wait, but we said one. they were going to like get one, yeah. be super the awkward. happily ever after. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, for 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 the sex scenario where they're trying to help them with that level of their relationship, <laughs> they just don't know what to do. About that, yeah, and they're both we like just kind of glossed over that. Yeah. That would take care of itself. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty obvious. <laughs> Honestly, you could probably just like could put the camera on, put the two of them in a oh, room, and yeah. be like, go. <laughs> Where are you talking about the funniest you sex go. you've ever we're, seen in your life? Were we talking about Ang Lee showing someone cry for 10 minutes? So there you go. Just 10 minutes uh, of awkward. Someone starts yeah. crying. and then Yeah. Well, or we go is. back into the virtual reality suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the motion they, capture they ends in. So spectacularly oh. and they do it again in virtual reality. Oh, it's... <laughs> That, that, and that, that would be during the end credits. I feel like there would just be all these different weird, like, you know, variations that got cut from that sequence. And they would just keep showing that interspersed. Just bloopers yeah, from that Exactly. From that scene. The extended, extended edition. Yes. Oh. So, Hitched it is, I guess. That's where we're at. Yeah. We love it. Hitched. It's good. It's good. Uh, I mean, poster art for this. I mean, we haven't talked about poster art for a very for quite a few episodes, but yeah, I, I don't know if that's really an important part of uh, the scenario for a rom com necessarily. People are going right. to see the well, names the on the poster was so so like simple for the first one, just him. Yeah, yeah. is With it? I mean, you could buckle. just show him and her or something. Although it sounds like she's not necessarily the the secondary main character. Well, but uh, yeah, it would definitely have to be Will Smith and Ryan Reynolds, like basically facing off on some level oh yeah now. sure yeah and it, it would almost have to be like that or and if we feel like you know the portlandia crew are a uh, a big enough marquee name like maybe they're in it too you see them being weird <laughs> like and, and it's like and like and, and then you know Hitch <laughs> which and, isn't and hard Brian reynolds are on either side of them like you know and you're seeing kind of their reaction you know where Brian reynolds looks a little devious and you know will smith is just kind of like He's kind of like doing the, I can't believe this face, you know, like, can't believe I'm in this scenario. <laughs> can't believe you know? it's not butter. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I, yeah, Carrie and Fred would have to be in the motion capture suits because we know that's our money. <laughs> See, so that they would be that's in kind the, of the big selling point. Yeah. Of <laughs> I don't know. That's in the trailer. That's what the kids want these days. Motion capture suits. Motion capture. capture sex. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Involving 10 minutes of crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Hitch 2. So, with that, um, I think uh, this is this has been a fun episode. I think whenever we get into relationship stuff, uh, we, we, we have some fun. The four guys talking about relationships. But, uh, by, by the way, oh, I think we have an email coming in right now. Uh, one for Justin and uh, one for Jeremy, too. Oh, it's a double date. It's a successful <laughs> podcast, folks. We'll, we'll get back with I'll you later. I'll fly out, dude. I'll fly out. Yeah. Yeah. Check the YouTube page, and we'll uh, we'll we'll get to give you guys the report on how that date went. <laughs> well, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Sequel Quest. We thank you for giving us a chance, and we want to turn this into a long-term relationship. So keep on listening, keep an ear to the ground, because we'll be back with more fun. And Bye-bye. make sure to hit subscribe. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sequel Quest and invite you to join us next week for another discussion about a film that never was. Share your ideas with the Sequel Quest universe by visiting SequelQuestPod.com, following us on Twitter at SQPod, on Facebook by searching Sequel Quest, or sending an email to SequelQuestPod at gmail.com. Let the world know how much you enjoy the show by leaving a review and five-star rating on iTunes. All films and characters discussed on Sequel Quest are the property of their respective studios and license holders. No copyright infringement is intended. I like that. The long-term relationship thing. I like that. That ends. That was good. Back to the whole, we're actually dating our listeners. Yeah. We hope this is a long-term relationship. There you go. I am ready in your Bane voice. We need it. Or Bane. (laughs) Yeah.